Have you always wanted to become the king of your backyard or compete in the pro circuit, but don't know where to start? Fire up your pit and join me, barbecue fanatic and newbie competitor on the pro circuit, as I share tips, tricks, timelines, and techniques. Plus, I'll share some of our sauce and rub recipes all in under 30 minutes so you can start taking action on your barbecue dreams. I'm excited to have you join us as I adventure unafraid into the world of competitive barbecue. My name is Kurt, and this is Barbecue for News. All right, so welcome into today's show. I'm your host, Kurt Mueller, and apologies for my listeners. I lost my voice, or lost most of it. During last night's baseball game, my son plays baseball, and they won, so that's a good thing, I guess. But I'm joined on today's show by Pitmaster from Maya Jane Barbecue out of Evans, Georgia. His name is Mark Weatherell. Mark, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Kurt. Thanks for having me on, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, so for our listeners, uh, I got I got a chance to get connected uh, with Mark actually through social media originally, and then we finally got the chance to meet in person at the Boss Hog Cookoff on May 13th, 14th down in Waynesboro, Georgia. So uh, for our listeners that are outside of the Augusta area, Evans, Georgia is right across the Savannah River from North Augusta. So we are, we're neighbors and uh, we're passionate about barbecue and we're hopefully trying to get some more barbecue in the area. Yes. Yeah, I hope so. So let's chat about your name because I love I love the, the the name of your team, Maya Jane. What was the uh, what's some background there? How'd you come up with that? Sure. Well, pretty simple. My daughter's name is Maya Jane. So Jane's uh, Jane's a family name. Uh, you know, my mom's middle name, my grandma's first name. So it's kind of been in the family. And just quick backstory: just uh, she was born in Denver, Colorado. So back in 2006, and just being a new dad at home, and just like I think I was maybe just starting to experiment with like you know cooking and you know barbecuing. I had one of those electric smokers, and and just the way the schedules worked with my wife and me, um, I was kind of primary at home. So I was you know just the way my schedule works. I was, you know, dropping her off daycare, taking doctor's appointments. So it's just one of those things that she helped me build this first electric smoker. And I was like, you know, we're going to, if I ever have a team or if I ever do anything, I'm just going to call it my Jane. So it just kind of had a good ring to it and just kind of, you know, kept it. I love that. There's always a story. there. So let's talk about another story. Let's talk about your journey into competition barbecue. How long have you been competing? First of all, Uh, I guess maybe like really hardcore 2018, 2019, really. I kind of dabbled in some like unsanctioned backyard contests. Um, are you familiar with Harlem County? Yeah. They had like a king of the smoker backyard. I think there was 12, 14 teams. I think they did that in, I want to say maybe 2015, 2016. And so I would do that and actually we won in 2016. I think we were cooking like, I think ribs, pork loin, which, you know, I think we've talked about that. And then uh, (laughs) I want to say chicken or something. And um, it was fun. You know, it was one of those things like it was just more, it was a backyard for fun thing. And, you know, we were selling sandwiches for $2. And so it was pretty good for, they had like a car show and all that stuff. And so I kind of, you know, fell in love with it there a little bit, but I've always kind of been into it just, you know, whether it was just cooking in the driveway. And at that time I was um, I've already built drum smokers. So I was familiar with like, you know, the ugly drum smokers. I built several of those. And then um, I had got my first cabinet smoker, which is a 270 smokers out of Virginia. So I had, a you know, some new gear I wanted to, you know, kind of show off and cook and just had fun. And then, um, as you know, locally, we have the Papa Joe's Banjo BQ. Yep. And we decided to, we said, you know, screw it. Why not? Let's go in 2016. Let's go try it. I think it was Memorial Day. They had it at the Lady A Park and, you know, all of my family came out from Denver. So it was like more of those things like, you know, it was more of a party atmosphere than, but, you know, I was trying to 
compete and, you know, I want to be serious, but like I had honestly no idea what I was getting into. I mean, I've cooked brisket. I've cooked, my pork was always good, you know, but it's just doing all four meats at one time. And I was still like an overnight low and slow cook at that point. But, you know, we're sleeping under tents and, you know, we had a blast. I think we got, we got 11th place pork tied for 10th, but, you know, we got 11th place. And kind of after that, I was like, man, this is pretty cool. And of course, you know, you know, watching pit masters and seeing all these guys, it's like, oh yeah, you know. And then really from there, just, you know, we tried the boss hog and um, that following spring, 2017. So it was kind of our second contest and really kind of enjoyed it again. I think we finished mill the pack, you know, there's like 42, 44 teams. Like we finished like, you know, mid twenties and went back to banjo again um, in 2000. 17 just got our butts kicked like we were third sheet you know 70 teams i think we were like 60th and really kind of took a step back so i kind of reevaluated what i was doing i was you know using just one rub i was making my own sauce you know a lot of kind of no-nos that you know you don't do in competition barbecue you don't you don't say i'm bringing my sauce although it's done well it's okay but it's not it's not a consistent product so i took the summer of 2017 and at the time uh gentleman uh, can't remember his name right now, but he was running the Atlanta barbecue store, not Brian Jarvis, but another guy. Um, so we chatted over email and, you know, he sent me like a whole email of like, you know, here's some sauces to try what's popular or some rubs. And so I did like R and D literally, and just kind of honed my craft from, uh, Oh geez, that whole summer, you know, fall, winter, just practice and practice, practicing, and then went back to the boss hog and our fourth contest and we won. So we got a GC, you know, so one of those things like, you know, I got lucky. You got to get lucky in this game, as you know, like you got to have some help. And I honestly, I had no idea what I was getting into. So it was one of those things, like I just, I had some success like really early. And then, you know, that's when I really got hooked on it. But really, I didn't have, you know, I didn't have a truck, didn't have a trailer. Like I borrowed a friend's landscaping trailer, you know, we're sleeping under tents and all that stuff. Yeah. And so really just I, at that point, we decided, um, I think we did Greenwood. I don't know if you're going there this year, but it's a hot contest in July. And yeah. under tents again, and my dad's like, if we're going to keep doing this, we got to get a trailer, get some air conditioning, get all the elements. And so sure enough, bought a trailer. And of course that led to a truck. <laughs> it's like, you know, the whole cycle, but it's fun. And it's like, you know, I've, I've just enjoyed it. And it's just, you know, you meet a good community of people and a lot of them are my good friends. I look forward to them seeing, you know, 12 to 14 times a year, you know, at a contest and stuff. And so it's good. It's a kind of a part of who I am now. Like I'm really, you know, I like it. I like everything about competition barbecue. So you never just so just so I understand you never cooked mm-hmm. backyard really you just went straight to no nope. I just went straight pro and and I guess that's why I should have backed up and when I did banjo in 2016 I was going to sign for the backyard and they had it there the year before and they didn't have it this year so I was like ah, whatever whatever I can cook a brisket so it's like you know that's I think that's really the hang up for a lot of the backyard teams is just cooking that brisket or maybe I think it's sometimes maybe it's just chicken and ribs or you know ribs and pork and so I just kind of jumped in at that point you know I don't know I didn't shy away from it i guess like you know i felt comfortable you know i've probably messed up so many briskets in my day but you know i figured that's just you know it's fun fun to do so i just figured why not just go all in so now how many comps are you going to do this year you think Mm, well as you know with the current economic climate it's kind of tough with you know gas prices and all that stuff and i think i did 14 last year but i was we had two doubles in evans so i was able to kind of get four contests here this year i will probably hit most of the the gbc georgia barbecue championship like their circuit that's kind of you know and that really picks up kind of like late summer through the fall so um i'm hoping i can get maybe 10 in is kind of my plan but we'll see and that's i'm glad you brought that up because for our listeners you know i get this question a lot you know if you've got 
young kids, you've got a family, you've got a career, you know, don't feel like you have to jump into this pro competition game and do 40, 45 competitions a year. Yes, there are teams that do that. A lot of them are retired or, you know, the kids are grown and they're out of the house. So it's just, they're, they're in a different stage of their life. And like you said, Mark, you know, with the way gas prices are right now and just the current climate, you talk about doing 40 to 45 competitions a year. I mean, that's that's some serious, serious investment, both in money and time. So yes. I think, and you, you tell me what you think about this. So so if I'm a if I'm a backyard guy and I'm looking at I'm looking at going pro, or maybe I'm not even, maybe I just want to get into competition barbecue and I just want to skip the backyard. What's a good number in terms of competitions that they can do in the first year? Is it like 10? My thought would be like 10 to 15. Well, I mean, I guess, you know, maybe speaking from like a Georgia cook, you know, and I know a lot of backyard guys that are going pro this year. I think if, and it's kind of what I did in in 2019. So at that point I was like, you know what? So I only did four. I've only done four KCBS. And so my goal in 2019, I was like, I want to cook as many GBC contests as possible. So those are the, you know, the point chase and, you know, they have the GBC kind of parallels to the KCBS tournaments. And so I would recommend doing that because then, you know, for a fact, there's probably at least eight at the time, I think eight to 10, you know, it's a fun way to kind of get into it. And then there's, like I said, you know, everybody's there. You can ask questions if you're a backyard team looking for help and stuff, but that would be, I think eight would be a good number. Um, especially if like, if you've never competed before and you're just like, you know what, I'm just gonna go try this crazy thing. And it's like, you might be done after one or two. I know, I don't know about you, but even with the amenities I have, which is like middle-class barbecue with just a, you know, Vino's trailers, you know, nothing special, but Saturday I'm wiped. Like I'm, I'm exhausted. And then I know, you know, to turn around and clean and, and to do it again the next weekend. That's just, you know, I can't even imagine that sometimes I've done it. It's a pain in the butt, but I think that's a good number. And I would, you know, one of these days, I don't know if I'm going to chase but i I'd, I'd like to get to the 20 20 mark because i know the more you cook the more consistent you are just it's repetition and i think you're going to do better and so I, I think it's one of those you know the guys who compete three or four or five times a year you're going to have limited success and it could be it might not be good on the psyche and <laughs> it's like why am i doing this so you almost need a rhythm right you need to cook more to get in a rhythm um if any just brand new team just hopped in hopped into it and, and started cooking 15 to 20 i'd be you know good luck good luck to you and i think a good number just to get your feet wet and not to give up or probably about you know eight that's good that's good feedback and so mark's mentioned gbc a couple of times and for our listeners that's a georgia barbecue championship and what that is is that's the points race for the state of Georgia. So the GBC uses the KCBS, Kansas City Barbecue Society, scoring format, turn-in format, you name it. Uh, So it's nice because, you know, for young guys like us, right, that have families and careers and, you know, don't have, you know, the the triple axle uh, trailer, it's nice because you can actually compete for the state championship and only cook like eight or so competitions a year the best part about it is like five contests. That's, it's just your best five scores. So you don't feel like, you know, you got to, I mean, yeah, if you cook all 10 of them, whatever, like you're, you know, it's going to help you, but it, only the your top five scores count. So it's just a good way to get people out there and kind of keep them involved. Cause yeah. Cause being in Georgia, like, you know, if I don't know if you, you know, look at the, I always call it, you know, stat checking on Sunday morning, I go to the KCBS website and check out all the contests and see how some of my buddies did. And just, you know, there's a lot of these contests in the Midwest and it's just like, you know, I just can't, there's no way I can go to Kansas or Missouri or anything like that and compete. It's just, it's tough. So at least, you know, with this GBC, it keeps the, keeps it fun. And like you said, it's a points chase. 
you know, everybody's competitive and having fun. So it keeps us involved, I guess. Do you see yourself, I know you cook primarily KCBS. Do you see yourself branching out to MBN, IBCA, anything like that? Um, I don't know. Um, I'd like to be a complete pit master and try it someday. And I know we talk about the GBA, you know, and then there's a lot of, you know, in South Carolina, obviously you're in South Carolina, but there's the, I guess the SBNs, like there's a bunch of like different SC, Southern, yeah. yeah, yeah, South Carolina barbecue cooking. And um, I don't know um, if, if it's something pops up here, I would definitely try it, but I don't know if I'm going to go travel to do like do one, I guess, out of state. Yeah, that's the challenge I think that a lot of teams are going to face when you first, I mean, you, you can get excited. The competitions are great, but when you factor in, you know, the driving, the fuel cost, et cetera, plus everything else you've got to be responsible mm-hmm. for when you get back home, yeah. Like you said earlier on, you know, on Saturday, you're wiped and Sunday, you're just, like, you're, you're just relaxed. Yeah. Yeah. And I, in my trailer, like I sleep in a gravity chair. So it's like, I don't have a, a bed or mattress or any, you know, all these, you know, amenities that some of these other guys have. So I'm always a Friday mid morning guy. So I know a lot of people go Thursday night out and have fun and hang out. And, and it's, you know, occasionally I'll try to do that, but it's like, I can't sleep in my chair more than, you know, really one night. And then if you go Thursday and up saying Saturday, it's like a whole weekend and, so it's like, you know, taxing on me and, you know, we're all getting older and it's like, you know, <laughs> I don't need to be sleeping in a gravity chair for a weekend. But, but yeah, and, and you know, and, and the thing I guess is, you know, like you said about the gas prices and like there's a contest, is it the honeybee contest? And wow. uh, is it Lafayette? I mean, that's, I did Pusikul, you know, last month or a few weekends ago. And I think that trip is shorter than going to like... <laughs> Oh, wow. North Georgia. So it's kind of like, you know, but I'll sit in there thinking to myself, because I want to cook, you know, I'm always looking forward to competing. And, you know, if gas was a buck 99, I would probably say, no, let's go. Let's go have some fun. Never been up there before. So I don't know, but it's kind of frustrating. So that's, you know, there's stuff out of our control that's like kind of holding us back, you know, and there, you know, this is a hobby. It's a passion, but it's a hobby, but you also, you know, I'm an accountant by trade. I'm a controller. So it's like, I, you know, I got the dollar signs in my, you know, my head and, and, you know, costs. And I just know it's not, it's just not, feasible to say, you know, I can do $300 in gas this weekend just to go chase a, you know, ribbon. So I have that in my back, my back of my head as well. Yeah, I think, and I don't, I don't know what your thoughts are, but I think, you know, again, for the, for the, for the guys and the gals that are looking to get into this competitively, you better plan on between 800 to a thousand bucks per competition. Yeah, it can be. I mean, pretty much nowadays, I think entry fees are about $300 to get in, you know, meat. Now I cook commodity pork. I have no, I've done well commodity pork. You know, I cook Springer Mountain Chicken, so I keep some of my food costs low. And same with the ribs. And now, yeah, brisket, yeah, I have switched to Snake River Gold, so I've been cooking those. But I've cooked Costco Primes. I've gotten, you know, a handful of calls with Costco Primes. So I think, you know, you don't have to cook a Wagyu brisket, I guess, all the time. So there is that. So you can go buy, you know, $70 brisket, you know, versus a $220 brisket. Right. I'm glad you brought that up because one of the things that I fell into really quickly is you go to these contests and then you start watching these videos and start talking to people and you automatically get the sense that you have to start buying the Wagyu's, the Snake Rivers, the A9s, the, you know, the, the, the chick. I mean, and then all of a sudden you see the, you see the meat bill and you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? And so it, it's, you have to be careful, right? Yep. I mean, you, talk, you talk about the numbers side of things. You gotta be, you gotta be careful because you know, I don't know. I don't know how your mind works, but anytime and this is, I've heard this a ton is people say, well, you can't make any money doing comp- competition barbecue. And when I hear something like when, when somebody tells me I can't do something over and over yeah. again, I get stubborn and I'm like, well, maybe yeah. I can, you know? Yeah. And we, and we've done well. Um, and we've made some money and yeah. So, you know, I try to, 
I sell a lot as well. So pretty much all my comp meet I bring home and I'll, you know, I got neighbors and people on my, you know, contact list that they buy everything up. So it's like, that's so pretty much I'm funding all my contests and a lot of my meets for just, you know, selling. Right. And it's just, it's worked for me. And I don't know, it, it's just something like I also, even before I got into competing, you know, everybody, you know, I try to let people try my barbecue. A lot of people like it. So it's like, I knew I have a good product and stuff. And so I'm like, you know what, there's a way to, you know, come out ahead and not feel like, you know, you're, you know, you just wasted a bunch of you know money and stuff. So I try to, you know, like I said, recoup as much cost as possible. And, you know, it helps. Have you, have you ever thought about getting into catering or anything like that? Um, yeah, we do. We occasionally do. Like, like I said, we're, we're not really set up to like vend and do a lot of that type of stuff. And, no. um, but like, you know, I'm going to cater a graduation part of this weekend, but it's really just cooking the meat, dropping it off. There you go. Like I'm not doing like full service or anything like that. And, and if anybody asks, I have plenty of barbecue friends who do it and I give them their information, but it's right. like, if somebody's like, Hey, can you cook me a couple of butts? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. You know, and we'll figure out a cost and stuff and go from there. And, uh, but I don't know, maybe one, it's just, you know, it's a lot of work. I mean, it, you know, it is, it's a lot of work cooking, but it's fun. I enjoy it, but yeah, I don't know. And we'll, we'll see maybe one day. So chat about the difference. So one of the other things I've learned is that, you know, there's cooking at home, cooking yeah. like what you like, and then there's cooking at a competition and yeah. two very different things. Yeah. So when you're cooking at home, what's, I guess, number one, what's your favorite meat to cook at home, not competition? Just in general, like any, in anything general. or just, uh, <laughs> you know, it's kind of weird. I still like cooking pork. I love cooking pork butts. I just, there's just something about it, the way they cook and whether it's hot and fast or low and slow, I just, I've always have enjoyed, that's kind of where I've started falling in love with barbecue, you know, since 2006 was cooking a dang pork butt. It just, I just like the way it cooks and the whole process. Um, but really, I mean, we're a big wing guy. We're a wing family. We do a lot of smash burgers and, but you know, it's kind of a double-edged sword because it's. It feels like whenever I'm have time to cook, I feel like I got to practice. So it's like, it's just um, whether I'm trying something new. So it's just one of those things that it's just, it's kind of, you know, I don't know. It's like almost, I'm going to say I almost forget how to cook normal food. <laughs> it's like, I feel like, you know, you know, if I could, you know, steaks or, you know, meat prices are kind of crazy, but if I can get a good steak, you know, we'll follow cooking steak too. But um, if I have some free time, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to do a chicken cook. I'm going to try to do a rib cook. Ribs have been killing me lately. So it's like, I'm trying to just figure that out. And I got a lot of neighbors that I test stuff on and, but yeah, so, but yeah, I don't know, but we're, we're foodies, my wife and I, and, you know, we enjoy going out here and there and stuff, but also, you know, it's always, you know, it's more fun to cook at home. So on the competition circuit, it seems like you're known best for your chicken. In fact, I think uh, at the Boss Hog, you got first in chicken, didn't you? Yeah. Are you cooking thighs or are you cooking uh, drumsticks? Doing drumsticks. We've been on a roll, I guess, since last year. And I don't know, I, I was, you know, doing really well in ribs this time, you know, kind of last year in 2020, we, you know, tied for first in GBC in ribs. And all of a sudden now the tables, I mean, this sport is crazy. Like things just turn and, you know, and it's a lot of it's on me to try to figure out what's going on, but I tend to like, but I, my chicken wasn't doing that well in 2020. So I started practicing more on chicken. So it's like, yeah. you know, pork's always going to be there, I think. And then brisket, we've done okay in brisket. But you can't really practice that much with brisket because nobody, you know, it's just expensive. So it's like a lot of my practicing is out of contest. So I just figured, well, chicken's cheap. So let's try, you know, figure out this chicken routine. Um, I finally, you know, settled on some flavors and, you know, brines and a cooking method. I was cooking, I, I kind of cook all over the place. Sometimes I'll cook it all in the drum. Sometimes I'll cook it on the rec tech. And yep. it's, my process is really the same. And this year I've kind of switched to 100% rec tech. And we've gotten, I guess we've only done, I guess we've done four contests we've had first place in the sixth place and 
and 11. So our chicken's been pretty good. I don't know what to tell you. It could change anytime. <laughs> like it's just got to ride it while it's hot and just, but it's fun. And that's something I, something I caught there, which is really important for the listeners is that, you know, you're going to get a lot of opinions about stick burners, pellet yeah. grills, drums. You're going to get thousands of different opinions. And what Mark just said, I think is, is really important. And that is, you know, you're hundred percent rec tech now, right? Basically. I have two drums and two rec tech. So pork and ribs are on the drum. And then I'm doing my brisket and chicken on the 590. There you go. So yeah. point, point being is, is like, you know, don't, don't, if you're, if you're listening to the show, don't believe, you know, what you might read that oh, you can't, you can't win a, a, a pro competition on a pellet grill. The smoker doesn't matter. In my opinion, it's yeah. the, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, how, it's how you finish the last 10 minutes, and, you, you know, and that's, and I've stumbled on my feet a lot of times and it's just, everything's going great until like you slice that brisket and you're like, dang it. Or, you know, you try a piece of chicken or whatnot, you know, but yeah, you're right though. I mean, it's like, I try to, you know, I, I bought an outlaw stick burner this past fall and been practicing pretty much every weekend with it leading up to you know our first contest. I love it and enjoy it. It's a great smoker, but logistically it's a, it's a haul to move around, but I'm trying to pride myself, you know, to be a true pit master. I, I want to be able to cook on anything, but at the same time, you're right. I mean, pellet grills, they do well. I mean, they've Rectex are an awesome cooker and they definitely have a place in the competition world and they're a great company. Great. They've helped me out the last you know couple of years. And I've taught some academy classes there and it's, it's fun. It's a good time and good people. And so they definitely have a place on the circuit. Not to mention there, you know, Rectech is right in your backyard. Yep, right there. That's exactly right. So I know Rectech is one of your one of your main sponsors, and there's a few others out there. I'll give you a chance just to chat about those and 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 let the audience know what you're using with those different sponsors. Sure. Yeah. So I want to be sponsored by, you know, products I use. And so I'm a big, I've always been a big butcher barbecue, you know, David, I'm probably going to butcher his last name with Bosca, David. So, you know, you know him from Pitmasters. He's a world champion. Pitmaster, he won Jack Daniel. I mean, he's just, he's awesome. And he's a butcher by trade. He knows meats. He knows how proteins work. He knows how his injections and rubs and sauces and flavors go with proteins. And I just, I've always have liked this products. I use them in, uh, I guess, three of my four meats you know, in some form or fashion, you know, and I've chatted with him on email. He's a great guy. And I was, you know, at, you know, excited when he opened up his, you know, ambassador program and sponsorship program and I applied and I got it and I'm, you know, super stoked, super excited. And, and then uh, Royal Oaks, another big one. So they're a charcoal company. So that's one I've tried to get a couple of years for a couple of years now. And I finally got it this past year in 2022. And um, it's awesome. I mean, cause as you know, it's, it's, you know, we got to do some, you know, postings with them and, you know, and, you know, show that we support the product and, you know, a lot of Instagram posts and stuff, but it's nice to have some charcoal and another cost that, you know, I don't have to worry about type of thing. And um, they've been super nice and I'm honored to be with them. And Prairie Fresh is another one. So we use a lot of their meats. And um, so we're on their honor roll, their pit crew honor roll, which is pretty cool. And then, yeah, then of course, Rectech. So it's it's pretty neat to say two, well, three years ago, I'd be where I'm at now. I'd be like, I don't know. <laughs> but it's, it's a lot of work. I've worked hard to kind of get where I'm at and I'm just want to keep pushing. And that's another, I'm glad you brought that up too, because, you know, for, for our listeners that are looking to get into this sport and yes, I call it a sport. I, I wouldn't say, yeah, it is. I wouldn't say that we're athletes necessarily, but <laughs> that, that might be a stretch, but you know, for those looking to get into it, you know, you, you, yes, you got to put in the work, you got to put in the time, you got to put in the practice, yeah. it's like anything else. It's like playing football, baseball, yeah. basketball. Got to practice. Yeah. I mean, I try to practice, you know, Saturday and Saturday. And I think what helped a lot, it's kind of weird is, you know, with COVID, you know, when we everybody was shut down in 2020, 
And I think I really, cause nobody could go anywhere. Everything was closed, you know? So I was like, you know what, you know, I could still find meat affordable prices. So I was like, I, I just cooked. We'd all hang out in the driveway. We'd cook, have neighbors come over, you know, have some beers and just cook and just practice and try different things. And I got new drums at that time. So I was, you know, and I've cooked on drums for a long time, but these were new. So I was like, you know, I'm going to, hone these in and really and just, you know, know, know these smokers, you know, back and forth and everything. And so that helped me out a lot too, but it's like, you know, and I, I kind of have a little, you know, I'm, I'm a big reader, big fiction reader. And there's this quote that always sticks with me is how you do anything is how you do everything. So it's like, you have to, you know, don't have fast to practice, you know, cause if you do, it's like, you know, I'm putting a pork butt on at, you know, seven in the morning. It's like, you know, three o'clock, two o'clock, whatever neighbors come over. Hey, let's hang out. I'm like, well, you know, I got to finish this because it's like, I got up and all the stuff I did the night before, you know, and all the stuff I did today. If I, you know, if I just say, Hey, cool, let's go hang out. Then it's like, it's all for nothing. So I try to, when I practice, I really try to focus and, you know, and even though I'm not building boxes, but I still want to try to hit my money muscle temperatures and you know, hit tenderness. And, and cause I don't get out and cook that much. So it's like, and, and the thing is when I see all these teams cooking this weekend and competing, that gets me antsy and irritates me. So I go and I say, I'm going to cook chicken today. I'm going to go cook ribs. So it's like, I'm competing with them at the same time on Saturday. That's helped me a lot. I guess the mentality of just getting after it, I guess. Yeah, I think it was uh, Lombardi, Vince Lombardi that said practice doesn't make perfect, but perfect practice makes perfect. Yeah. There's something along those lines. Yeah. And you hit the nail right on the head there. So as we wind down, one of the things that yeah. stuck out earlier on in the show was you talked about wings, right? You talked about, yeah. How you love doing wings. So yeah. I'm curious if you're cooking wings at the house, can you can you share the yeah. recipe or a good recipe at home to do wings for our sure. listeners? Yeah, I got a couple of them. So I'm either if I want to run the rec tech, I've fallen in love with this whole zero to four hundred thing. And I'm sure, I don't know if you've heard that, but it's you well, long story short, you put the wings on and you start the grill, put it at four hundred. And by the time it gets to you know, 400, you get some smoke in there. But so my whole process, so I like dry brining. So I'll take whatever rub, kind of a low sugar rub. So I've been, uh, my go-to wing rub right now is the Meat Church's Holy Voodoo. So it's kind of like a Cajun and I just love that. And so I'll, um, I'll try to like, you know, rub the wings and maybe let them sit for five, six, seven hours. And then what I'll do is I'll take a couple tablespoons of cornstarch and I'll mix that in with the wings. And so I want to get it like a tacky consistency, not like a powder, but I want a tacky. And I know a lot of Chinese restaurants, they fry in cornstarch. So that's kind of that gooeyness I'm looking for. And I'll put them on the grill and do that whole zero to 400 thing. And I'll flip them about 30 minutes in, kind of hit them with some oil spray. And then they're done in about 25 minutes later. So it's almost kind of, it just, it fries in its own fat, I guess. And it gets you a crispy wing. Um, I do the same. And I just, I love that. And, um, and actually, I think we ate them just dry with, I'll pour a little butter on them, some extra seasoning and stuff, and just ate them like that. And if we don't feel like doing sauce, and then I'm also a big Weber guy. I love my Weber kettle grills. And so I have a, I guess, a tool called the Vortex. So it's like a volcano-shaped cone. So it sits in the middle of your of your kettle, and you put your coals in there, so it just shoots up a thing of heat. It goes over the dome, and it kind of does a radiate. So I'll kind of do the same method, and you put the wings around. So it's like an indirect cook, and it just, I mean, you're cooking at like 500 plus degrees. So it's really kind of frying the wings, gets them nice and crispy. So yeah, we're, I'll probably do wings this week. We did them last weekend. I would try to do them every weekend. There's just kids love them. They're about the only thing they'll eat that I make. <laughs> so which is fun. Yeah, so but, for uh, our listeners, that was the Meat Church uh, Voodoo Rub. Yeah, Holy Voodoo. Starch, and you want to yeah. just dry brine them, as Mark said, for like five or six hours. Yeah, super, super simple. You can get that stuff on meatchurch.com. Super simple. That's what I love about uh, barbecue in general is that for cooking, you can make it as complex or as simple as you want it to, as you want it to be. Oh, yeah. I got a quick question for you. So when you're talking about like barbecue being a sport, but since that was, that was your first KCBS competition, right? 
the other weekend at Boss. So was that the quickest hour and a half that ever went by for you with turn-ins? No question. Like, yes. I mean, it was just, it's insane. And it's like, you know, and we've taken a long time to kind of figure out our pork process. Cause I think building a pork box is that, you know, what takes a lot of time, but it's nuts. I mean, you're going from, do I do burn-ins? If I do burn-ins, maybe I'll start that at 1215. And you know, there's just, you have to be on your toes and on your schedule and follow your timelines and stuff. Cause it's just, it's crazy. Like how much time goes by. It goes by quick. And for us, I mean, I literally broke every rule in the book. So I had, we had a, we had a new team member who had never cooked a pro comp. It was, it was yeah. my and my brother's first KCBS ever. And on top of it, I was cooking all new proteins to me. I, had, I ordered all the meat from Meat Hustler just yep. to try it. And, and, and to make it even worse, the meat didn't get in until three o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. I, I, I had to drive from Waynesboro back to North Augusta to get it and bring it back. So it was just like, you know, it is what it is. You, you live and you learn. But, um, but yeah, I mean, you're right. You have, to, you have to be willing to adapt on the fly. And those last oh, yeah. five or 10 minutes before turning is what makes or breaks you. Yep. Absolutely correct. And and, I, and that's another thing too, I guess, bringing it back to, you know, teams getting into it. And like, there's a lot of like online resources of like, like you said, the meat, the guy you can buy your meat from already pre-trimmed. And so there's some things that, you know, you can, that maybe can help you out or, you know, if you want to go that route. And, uh, but you also don't need to, you don't need to like, I guess, do what everybody else is doing. Right. So it's like, if you're, if you're good at trimming, if you're good at, you know, picking out good meats and, you know, selecting your own meats and stuff, then I say stick with it that way. And then if you start, like, I know, you know, our buddy Lee Hickle, like he traveled like crazy Texas invasion last year. And I think that's, I think he used Andy a lot last year. And so it made sense because he's on the East coast and, you know, chasing everything. So he had them ship out his meat and I think that's awesome. Like, you know, and I know it helped him out a lot and stuff. And so it's pretty cool. Like these days, how technology and just, you know, making things easy for, for us comp guys. It does. It does make things easier. And uh, Mark, great conversation yeah. again for our listeners. We're chatting yeah. with uh, Mark Weatherell, pitmaster with Maya Jane Barbecue based out of Evans, Georgia, right across the Savannah River from North Augusta. So thanks for being on the show, Mark. I've enjoyed sure. it. All right. Thanks, Kurt. Appreciate it. Thanks so much for listening to Barbecue for Newbies. Make sure you share this episode with a buddy who's looking to get into barbecue. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. And while you're at it, leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Talk to you next time.